So to jump back into this beer drinking extravaganza. What does that sound, Chris? I mean, Todd, we haven't, I've never heard this sound before. No, is that a famous segment of, that we've done many times? You've never heard that sound before? I don't think so. It may be a famous segment. Hang on, I let's, let's, let's do it one more time. Is that happy hour? It's happy hour. It does. I don't know. It sounds scary. I don't think Hoppy R is scary. It's a Ted scale. It's coming for us, Chris. Oh no! It's coming for us! (laughs) (laughs) It's face your beers! I can only doggy paddle. It is face your beers! beers. So, to give a little background on what what we're doing with this segment. Back to the Let very beginning. Let me allow you to jump back to episode two. <laughs> so I was thinking of my lowest rated beers. And the, the first, my actual lowest rated beer I gave a one star to was Schofferhofer Grapefruit by Ragnarburg oh. Group. It's a Shandy Rattler. So it's a, it's a sour slash Shandy. It's basically like if somebody took grapefruit juice and peed in it and put it in a can. <laughs> mm. Sounds delicious. So... That's, Dad, we're talking that's, about bad beers. Oh, oh, that's a <laughs> listen. If you want some bad beer, I'll send that to you in the mail. Don't worry. No, you're good. No, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> so anyway, so that's that's a bad beer. It's it's basically like they tried to do something that shouldn't have been done. It's it's a monstrosity. <laughs> so that that clip goes on to say that um, I would not drink it until episode 100. Um, what did you? I don't. Did you say that in that episode? I thought we brought that back a couple episodes later. It 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 may have been brought back. I don't have that. Yeah, clip. yeah. I think um, that was. I tried to find where you said that because we we basically said it's going to be episode one hundred, and uh, the time has come, my friend. Oh man, there it is. For those of you who can see the camera in all its glory, uh, it's very pink grapefruit color, if you will. It looks like an orange Fanta on the webcam. It's. You know, it says Schofferhofer. It's a Hefeweizen, grapefruit-flavored beer, but they don't spell beer correctly. They spell it with an I, those weird Germans. How'd you get this beer, Tad? Listener of the pod brought it to me. Um, also, ex-brother Enemy of the pod. Enemy of the pod, might, one might say. <laughs> um, he brought it to me and dropped it off. Brad dropped it off at my house and said, here you go. Apparently, he was paid off by you two guys <laughs> to bring it to me. Um... Well, well, someone said they would only have it on episode 100 if they didn't have to get it. That's true. I never would have gone out and bought this true beer. True story. So yeah, uh, we 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 have so much dedication to the pod. We weren't gonna let you not. It's not that bad, Ted. There's no way it's that bad. Have you had it? No. Okay. So maybe I'll have it for episode 200. How does that sound? So let's uh let's go all in here. So stick your nose up to it. Sniff. Smells like grapefruits with a little bit of a. Uh, Dank, like dank weed mixed into there. Now, do you like grapefruit? Is that why you hate this beer so much? I don't mind grapefruit. <laughs> I like, I like, I like the fruit, grapefruit. I don't tend to like this beer. It's very, it's from what I remember, it doesn't. It's not like it has a. It's not like chilada where it's like like gag. It's like this is like soda that pat that tries to pass as beer. Is my memory of it. So let's let's try it. Uh, it says unfiltered hefeweizen beer with grapefruit juice and natural flavors, colored with beta carotene. All natural. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try to figure out the ABV on it. Without further ado, here we go. Drum roll, please. Can anybody guess? It's, you know, 
when you take a sip, imagine if you took like a Bud Light, but a shitty Bud Light. So imagine if you took like a like a Coors Light. That's that's better. Take a Coors Light, and you took a a container of Tropicana grapefruit juice, and rather than put like an adequate mix where like you blend out the flavor of the Coors Light, you only put a little bit in, enough to color it to make it look like this, and then say that's enough. So when you take a sip, you get some grapefruit juice, then you get that that Coors Light flavor that finishes with that skunky, nasty, disgusting flavor of like. Like, you know when you drink a Heineken off off tap and that, like, skunk flavor? Yeah. That's what this tastes yeah, like on the back I end. The, I know that, that skunky flavor you're talking about. It's yeah. just... Ugh. Ugh. So, the, here's the important question, Chatter. Is it as bad as you remember? Is it worse than you remember? It's, it's about on par with what I remember. It's just not a good beer. I wouldn't say that it's, like... It's not vomit-worthy like the Chiladas were. Obviously, we just heard our reaction to the Chiladas. It's not that. This is just, it's not pleasant. So one thing I noticed when I was going through to pull some clips for episode 100 is you talked about there being... It's only 2.5% ABV, by the way. Two and a half? Yeah. One of the things you talked about um, way back at the beginning was how you're not rating a beers, beers of 5.0 anymore because as you drank more beer, you've learned that there's better and better stuff out there. Correct. Do you think that maybe now your lower end of the palate has expanded too? And you could say that, like, I thought this was was the worst beer ever, but now I've had some other pretty atrocious stuff. I don't remember what we rated the Chiladas, um, but I do remember that I rated this a one. I'm going to stick with that rating for this beer. It's a one. It's still not the worst. It's not a .25, um, but it is still one of the worst beers I've ever had. Congratulations, Drinking Alone with Friends. We made it to episode 100. I'm drinking this beer. I've got about... Three quarters of the bottle left. Chug it, chug it. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you that I think the Untapped Diverse. There's probably well over three thousand ratings to this thing, and I'm gonna guess they're not as low as me. I'm gonna guess that it is a three point one two. Uh, no, it's better than that. It's like on par with the Outer Creek twentieth anniversary ale. Honestly, it's a three point five eight. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, it looks like Tud's not man of the people tonight. Well, I may be for because my first beer. Your first beer, but you know. I have a feeling we're going to break that tonight. I, I still hold on to hope that someone's going to get it uh, exactly. Yeah, there we go. One can hope, I mean, right? What else are you going to do? So while Tud chugs this beer, <laughs> uh, um, Chris, I mean, you got to be pretty excited for the second this is the second kid on the way, yeah. right? Well, you must, have, you must have learned some things from the first hospital birth experience. You're ready for round two. You're like, okay, this time I'm going to bring... My portable DVD player and the Cars trilogy <laughs> uh, to keep myself entertained. Maybe I mean more snacks. That was a big thing we talked about. You need more, more snacks. snacks. Uh, even though in the hospital they let you eat as much pudding as you want, and Dana never wants any, so I get to take two puddings and eat. Them. <laughs> so in other words, the husband, the father, gets to <laughs> eat all the pudding that he wants. Well, no, no, no. If she wanted pudding, she could have pudding, but she didn't want any pudding. So I always said, oh, I'm taking... Well, it's like, it's all you can eat, but I mean, if she keeps handing it to you, I mean, that's the loophole, right? Double, double all you can eat pudding. I, I'm telling you, with, yeah. with CJ, I had, a, I, I had a lot of pudding. I had a lot of pudding. <laughs> well, so, because I, I, the one story that I remember from, my, my parents always tell me about when I was born was, uh, it was uh, a Monday night. It was a Monday night, and the 
New York Giants were playing Monday Night Football, and my dad in the hospital room had the Giants on, <laughs> and my mom was like, "You need to change the channel." <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. I could so see me doing I'll that. Never if, forget, that's how I know if football was. That's on. how I knew I was born on a Monday. You know. <laughs> I could totally see you doing that, Todd. Oh, 100%. I could see you, if, if the Colts were on, Chris, you're, there's no way you'd be. Uh, you'd be. Uh, well, I guess nowadays you'd be watching it on your phone. True, 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 yeah. I'd have it. No, I, right. I'd have my phone propped up on Dana's belly and, like, <laughs> don't, don't push too hard. Yeah. You're, you're, you're yeah. squiggling up the Colts. Oh, you knocked the, you knocked hey, the phone okay, down. It's a, it's a commercial. It's, it's halftime. You can go now. Right. Push, 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 push. <laughs> Have you ever thought about bringing a cooler into the room with you, full of tasty, delicious beer? Listen, I'd be saying, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't thought about a way to stink beer in, you know? They're, I mean, it's not like they're going to check my bags, so they probably wouldn't mind too much. I don't know. Dana would mind more than the nurses would, because I would offer to drink with the nurses, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, party, party in 309, yeah, we're having a kid and all, <laughs> but hey, we got some good craft beer, you know? I don't know. I feel like maybe I'll try and bring a couple beers. Like, what are they going to do? Yeah, I would just bring a cooler. Just wheel that, you know, wheel like a giant cooler in with two wheels full of like 40 beers and just be like, I'm here for three days at least. Let's go. That's a little bit. That's a little bit suspicious, you know? Well, I think the thing about being a parent is you can get away with a diaper bag full of whatever you want, really. True story. True story. So you could load that sucker up. Like, oh, it's just a lot of diapers. Uh, he's going to shit a ton, I tell you. <laughs> if I know my kids, this kid's going to shit a ton. So I need all these diapers. Or then when they when they open up and be like, sir, there's a lot of beer in here. Yeah, I need to drink the beer to make room for the diapers that he will then eventually need. Right. So I like this this tidy universe where there's like TSA at the hospital. Like. <laughs> Waving every bag down. Right, like Chris is taking his shoes off to get in. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, no, there's, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, there's a lot of uh, tension, I guess, or, you know, whatever with all the freaking NFL CBA stuff going on, but like, I don't know, The on the other hand, it's like, it's gonna happen, it's happening, you know, so might as well go with the flow and drink the beers. So before we get into Chris's next beer review, I'd like to remind the time that Chris tried to be fancy and review a beer, and Ooh. this is when oh, we met Rick. Oh, I was just gonna Google that Todd and find a new website. To, <laughs> well, I was gonna say it's almost as reputable as Todd right? No, um, it's the black hole that the internet revolves around. So let's see what they what they have to say here. We have um, all right. Let's hear it, Rick. Emanating waves of this is uh, by the way. This is what we have to do to get our pod. We have to review stuff. I guess we want to get our podcast up to the next level because this is some some next level review here this guy this guy it's gonna be like a beautiful soliloquy emanating waves (laughs) of turbinado sugar tahitian vanilla and rum chimay premier's nose is complex and inviting did you did you feel that it was complex and inviting chris that was just the nose that's just the nose nose. i was like maybe i said i literally said maybe banana All right. Rick felt the sugary sweetness oh overpowered the yeast, pepper, and clove-like phenols, and left the aroma slightly lacking in complexity and intensity. Were you, were you on the same on the same page? Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? Rick, right in. And so that was the birth of Rick. There we go. 
Yeah. Well, now, can, Chris, I, can I can I jump in with a beer review? Would that be all right? Sure. I was I was gonna segue into having Chris do an awesome review like that, but sure, go ahead, Ober. Well, I just I just got a beer that I think is a, a Rick worthy beer. Oh, okay. Good yeah. segue. So for my second beer on today's episode, I also brought a very special treat here. Like I said, a very uh, Rick worthy beer, and I brought beer from this brewery before a couple times. This is out of Seattle. And the reason I decided to bring the special beer on episode 100 is because it was rated a perfect 100 on Beer Advocate. Wow. Is it Pliny the Elder? No, I haven't. I don't think Pliny the Elder is a 100. There's only, I think, about six on there. I checked uh, right after I bought this beer. I'm not too sure. But this is the limited release 2020 barrel-aged the Rusty Nail from Fremont. Okay. Yeah. Um, I refrain from reading anything, but like I said, I'm sure there's a, a Rick-level review out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is Imperial Oatmeal Stout brewed with licorice with cinnamon bark added aged in bourbon barrels. I'm not quite too sure what they did to get this to be a perfect 100. I've had a couple of their other wax-sealed beers on here before. Um, this weighs in at 13.3% ABV. Um, you know, to be honest, we've done a lot of beers like this on the podcast. We love our barrel-aged bourbon stouts. But when the guy at the uh, bottle shop in Bozeman told me it was a perfect 100, I knew it belonged on episode 100. So that was why I brought it today. Right after I poured it, like it came out like motor oil, very thick, no head. You could see here it's very viscous. And again, I don't want to beat the bush on if you've been listening to our show, you know what, what we have to say about uh, bourbon barrel-aged beers. But I'm going to see if I can tell you what, what sets this one apart, what makes this the perfect 100. I don't, hmm. even, I don't even have a Tud Cleo moment for this. I couldn't, I couldn't begin to tell you the first flavor that you're going to have. Well, it's funny. and Maybe I'm already biased because I read on the description the, um, the cinnamon bark because I definitely get cinnamon aroma, but it's also a very earthy like tree bark almost. Mm. And again, that could just be from the oak. But on the nose, I get a lot of those very, um, like I said, dark, earthy flavors. That reminds me a little bit. I get this the cinnamon and the licorice. Man, I, I need some, some Rick-level analysis in here. Because... <laughs> Eminent waves like, of turbinado sugar. Exactly. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, a, like a dark cinnamon chocolate cake in a way, if that makes sense. Where it's... You get that kind of that bitterness from the chocolate, but the cinnamon sh- sh- still comes through. So, so if so, in Rick's terms, the smell that lingers from in up into the, no, in the nostrils is one of Entenmann's coffee cake with chocolate drizzle. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> here we go, Todd. Can you pull up the? Um, can you pull up? The beer advocate review on this beer, the rusty nail, and I want to see if, how they compare to my my smell tastes. The rusty nail begins life as the first nail and oatmeal stout of epic proportions of the brewer's licorice, smoked barley, and pale malt, and then is aged on cinnamon bark. She becomes the rusty nail after spending fifteen months in a twelve-year-old bourbon barrel. Damn. I'm gonna just take a sip. Why don't we, let me just take a sip because because we've done the smell flavor enough here. All right. All right. Here goes nothing, folks. Wow. Oh my, this is very sweet. This is, you weren't too far off when you said Entenmann cinnamon rolls, because that's what this tastes like. This tastes like Ooh. dessert in a bottle. For wow. Sure. Todd, 
Ted Cleo strikes again. (laughs) Yeah, this is like, it's literally drinking dessert. I don't even know what else to say other than it's like, like a cinnamon sugar in a bottle. Um, You know, oatmeal stouts typically have that coat your mouth mouthfeel to them where they, I don't know if it's the grittiness from the oats or what, but it leaves that lingering coating all over your mouth. And this literally tastes like I'm eating a cinnamon. I can see why this is really highly rated beer. To be honest, I'm not a licorice fan. I don't get any licorice in this at all. It's usually a turnoff for me in beers where I get a strong licorice flavor, but it's subtle enough here where I think it might just balance out the sweetness, and that might be the earthiness that I was talking about earlier. Brewer's licorice is supposedly a potent ingredient that adds a well-known spice kick to a beer without having to use star Mm. anise anise or fennel. Yeah, I, um, I get that spiciness. I mean, to me... You know, if you have some cinnamon, if anyone's ever done the cinnamon challenge, they know cinnamon can be kind of spicy as well. I get a little bit of that cinnamon spice um, throughout the beer from the beginning to the end. But yeah, this is a phenomenal stout. When I went, the guy only had one left. Otherwise, this would be, and he, you know, he might just say that because there'd probably be someone who would come in and just be like, I want everyone you have. Give me a case of the rusty nail, you know? So maybe he only puts one out at a time. But otherwise, I would have sent this one to you guys too because... I was super excited when I saw it, um, but I'm glad I'm reviewing it today on episode 100. This is uh, this is a phenomenal beer. I I'm just overwhelmed. Um, you know, I wish I could compare it side by side with your pancake. What was it called, Chris? The pancake it was beer. The barrel aged defensive pancake. Defensive pancake. That's right. Yeah, that was it. Because this reminds me of um, the uh, what is it? The KBS from or the from the CBS founders or CBS, the one with the CBS maple. is the, the maple, yeah, right. Yep. So, so in fact, they say that this beer, uh, beer advocate at least says it's similar to Founders Breakfast Stout, Samuel Smith's uh, Oatmeal Stout, and Wake and Bake Oatmeal Coffee Imperial Stout by Terrapin Beer Company. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. This is this is crazy, but yeah, this is another four seven five from me. Wow. This is another great. Wow. I mean, I mean, I've been, you know, I I wanted to go all out for episode hundred obviously, but uh, I wasn't even expecting this beer to be, like, again, perfect on 100, sets your expectations pretty high, but right. even still, I'm really amazed at this this beer from Fremont. It's really good. Wow. Okay, okay. That's nice. So this is the 2019 version? This is the 2020. Okay. So, Obert, out of 603 check-ins, what do you think the untapped averse rating is? You know, I don't know if we've had, I think I'm going to say this is like a like a 4.62. Close, <laughs> but not quite. It is a 4.52. Wow. Holy moly. That's insane. Point one. Yes. That's such a good beer. Yeah. That is. I mean, I knew when I was saying 4.62, that's a really high rating. But like I said, you don't you don't get a perfect 100 for nothing. And, and I could see it's hard to not taste this beer and rate it as one of the best beers you've ever had. Like I said, I wish I could be, I wish I could pour some through my webcam into your monitors and then you kind of just drink it out of the power cable but uh, we don't have that technology yet it doesn't exist not yeah unfortunately yeah soon soon i'm sure soon that's awesome all right so chris yeah you're up i'm up okay well well do we have a clip we want to play yeah let's let's transition with a clip i know we got a few more sure so uh so the last the next one we're gonna jump to is when Chris a couple episodes ago, when Chris said that he was he was trying to get in shape. Oh God! 
for <laughs> oh, nice. Let's see how that goes for the baby during COVID. Let's fast forward, and I'll give you a sneak peek. It it goes bad. <laughs> that was from episode uh, ninety one or O fifteen. If you're reading every podcast. Oh yeah, that's right. right. right that's right, the right. one I put the title on. So, so what workout time. program are you doing? I'm doing T25. It's one of those beach body workout thingies. So that doesn't sound like P90 or P90X or insanity. It is not. It is not any of those things. But it, it does sound like it though. I disagree, Todd. It sounds. <laughs> it sounds exactly like P90X, just a slightly different number and a slightly different letter. <laughs> so, does, so does that mean that it's it's T, I don't know what P means, but T is something and then it's only 25 days instead of 90 days, or is it 25 minutes? You do it 25 hours a day. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't stop, won't stop. That's why I'm doing jumping jacks while recording right now. <laughs> and what, what what length of time is T? A, uh, T? Not, not, a, not a millennium, not a decade. What would it be? Uh, T is till the end of time. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so 25 hours a day till the end of time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, you guys do something other than work out? That's not what I do now. Chris will beat the heat death of the universe by working out. That is Chris trying to get in shape. Chris, for an update, how goes the T25? Well, so for the the listeners who aren't watching on the YouTube, Chris is now flashing his 8-pack. So if right, you right, right, if yeah. you want to see the results, you got to go to YouTube. <laughs> I'm currently squatting a bus, so um, right. I mean, things went pretty good. They invited me to be the new trainer of all of their exercises. Um, you know, they said, "Sean T, get out of here. Listen, you're old now." Um, <laughs> so they basically just gave me the keys to the castle. I've been running rampant, you know. I've been I've been doing a lot of videos um, over the last I don't know three weeks. Um, and now, wait, just to be clear: are these videos where you're exercising, or videos where you're playing video games and drinking beer? You know, it it depends. Tomato, it depends tomato. On, it depends on which program you're doing. Okay. Like, if you're doing like a insanity, it's a higher octane program, so it's primarily just like twelve sixteen ounce curls, twelve ounce curls, depending on what you got. Like you know, I don't want you to overexert yourself. So like, if it's a twelve <laughs> ounce curl, that's fine. You know, that will work up to the sixteen ounce curls. That's what this is all about. However. If you go to like the insanity programs, it's basically just me chugging beers for an hour and a half. So like you have to keep up, you know, uh, we're here. We're here to push to the limits here to make you work. So um, anyways, go to beachbody.com slash beer.gamer and see if it does anything. Uh, it probably will. Um, <laughs> it probably will. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so it's it's been going pretty bad. So let me just say, the one thing that will throw a wrench into any person's plans to eat right or do exercise is having a... Is not actually doing it? No, it's having a pregnant wife because they're like, oh, they're like, oh I want to eat crappy food. And you're like, well, I yeah. want to be supportive. So I have Makes to eat sense. crappy food. Makes sense. They're putting on weight. You can't be losing be weight. You know? I mean, yeah. right. I'll, yeah, I'll eat the Oreos with you. I'm going to make Dana Dana feel bad because she's she's she has exactly this big baby belly. No, I'm gonna get a bigger. Food so belly. so what you're like, trying that's, to say that's, that's what so it's what you're trying about. to say is that obviously <laughs> now that that's what a loving husband she's does. No longer pregnant, right? You're gonna be way you're back at the beach body, uh, right? Exactly. As soon as well, I mean, now that we have baby number two, uh, assuming everything goes smoothly, 
Um, Link Sephiroth. Right. I'm going to be basically Shanti. Yeah. B or D. Better. <laughs> like better Shanti. <laughs> yeah, but but anywho, I have a good beer that I am excited for. I threw it in um right probably right about when we start recording. So I'm hoping it's cold enough and it should be because this is a Westbrook Brewing Company Mexican Cake Imperial Stout. Wait, from Westbrook, uh, Connecticut? No, Westbrook, South Carolina. There's what more than one place that's west of a brook? Yep. What? Yep. Believe it or not. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> it's the same brook. They're okay. both just west. Okay. That's, that's it's just a very long brook. Yeah. It's a very long brook. So this I've not had before, but I've seen everywhere and I've heard amazing things. So I wanted to, this is like my truthful episode 100 beer. This is what I was going to do. Oh my God. It pours so smooth and nice and amazing. It sounds very silky oh smooth. Just I can hear from the pour. Oh my God! Will you look at this thing? Mm. Wow! Wow! That is a pour. Oh my God! It's got like this nice, like thick motor oily head. It's it's just poured so nice. Oh man! Um, and I think I don't remember. If, it's a malt beverage with cocoa nibs, uh, vanilla beans, cinnamon, and habanero peppers added. Ooh! So it's got a good. good I think it's gonna get a little bit kick to that. But I tell you what. If you looked at this pour right now, you'd that fall sounds like something that's like right up my alley. It you does. would fall in that's love. A, that's a Tud beer. That's a Tud. Now, have you guys that's a Tud four point nine nine? Tud, you you're a man of many many beers. Have you had one of these before? Uh, uh, let me. It's the Mexican spice cake, right? The Mex uh, the Mexican cake Imperial Stout. Mexican. I feel like you must have. That's funny because that's kind of what this beer tastes like because it's like got that cinnamon spice. It tastes like a little bit of like a cinnamon flan. So I have not had the one by Westbrook Brewing Company. But oh, okay. they they did a a collaboration with Evil Twin where they did an Imperial Mexican Biscotti cake wow. break. Oh, I think I remember that one. I've had that one. Okay, I like that one. Okay, a well, lot. I um I've I've heard of this over and over and over again. Uh, apparently, it's an anniversary beer for Westbrook. Now that I now that I see on the side. Um, I don't know how good it's going to be because it's not super cold. It's cold. It's cold enough. It's got a nice chill to the glass, but it's not super cold. But these beers you normally want to drink a little on the warmer side. So I'm excited. This is like one of those, one of the white whale beers if you're ever out in the beer world. You see them all over Instagram. You see them all over those kind of things. So I'm curious as to how this is. But here we go. Nice, beautiful, black, 1 billion SRM beer. So fun fact, I can find a lot of these Mexican biscotti cake breaks in Connecticut. Right. It just seems like nobody ever buys them. They're all over the place. Right. But that's because Evil Twins brewed out of the 12% beer project, right? Right. But this was this was years ago that I had this one. This is when Evil Twin was like still trying to find a home. Well, hey, if you find one, set one aside for next time I'm back in the state. I'd like to, I'd like to try it. <laughs> Based on Chris's face, I think he likes it. Oh, my God. That's so good. Wow. 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 Holy shit, this is amazing. Uh, <laughs> wow, this does really good. Um, everything about it is so smooth. Like, you really have to concentrate to pick out the different flavors, you know? Like, everything works so well together. Um, it starts off with, like, a nice sweetness, like, from, like, the cocoa and the vanilla. They work really well together. And then it, it, it like, ever so slightly, it's not 
super hot, but ever so slightly, the cinnamon and the habanero come in and kick it in the in the tail a little mm. bit. Adds this like this like nice little aftertaste with a little bit of heat. Not super hot, a little bit of heat. Um, super smooth. Like it's ten point five percent alcohol. And honestly, I mean, I don't think I can really pick. I mean, I can tell that it's a little boozy, but I can't tell that it's like gonna kick me on my ass boozy. You know what right. I mean? This, this it doesn't feel very, double digits. Very, right. It doesn't. Yeah, I would say maybe if I were to guess, I would probably say like maybe eight. You know. It's um, good. It's a good way to hide the booze. Right. Um, this is really, really amazing. Uh, wow. I mean, it's so smooth. Like, if you ever... You guys should really try and search this out. I don't know if you can get it up where you Unfortunately, are. Unfortunately, I cannot. You can't. Tud might be able to, maybe. Like, in a rare rare find on a... In a I, I might be able to. On How do shelf? I search? If not, maybe if I have the chance and I can find some, because I know I have... I mean, I bought this from... The craft beer seller, which I mentioned a few times. On the you pod. have. They seem like a, the go-to place for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, for stuff like this, like this is just, just odd enough where I can't get it on like a normal shelf somewhere. But like if you have the chance to get a bottle of this, please just get it because it's really, really good. Um, I'm curious if there's a barrel-aged version because I feel like that would send it over the edge for me. There, there is. There are there, two. There are two. Okay, okay. There's okay, two? Okay. What so are they? There's a rye whiskey barrel-aged Mexican cake, and there's a Tennessee whiskey barrel-aged mm. Mexican cake. Now, currently on their website, the Tennessee whiskey barrel-aged Mexican cake is available. Okay. You have to go pick it up. So, Chris, oh. how how tied are you to seeing your, your child born? Because you mm. could just take a trip to South Carolina. Mm. See, uh, me, me, 0%. But Dana pretty much insists I be there. Uh, so, maybe I can send You could send your mom. Oh, there you go. Go get send my mom with CJ to go pick up this beer six hours away. Correct. <laughs> Hashtag grandma of the pod. Grandma of the pod. Yeah, there we go. Uh, no, uh, I well, first I want to rectify. I would never ever miss the the birth of my son. Never. Uh, but anyways, I mean, I don't know. It's it's kid two, Chris. I mean, what time you get to? Yeah, you were there for kid get one. To kid seven. It's basically, the get same. to kid eight. Who knows? <laughs> Just like, as long as I'm there for the first and the last. Sure. Whatever the last may sure. be. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I get that. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm too mushy we, of a we, dad. We can't here. I mean, Dana can't miss it, so you got to be there. That's true, yeah. Yeah, it's only fair. Um, be funny if Dana was like, I'm not, I'm she's not like, showing Well, she's up. like, I'm, I'm in a uh, drug-induced haze. I, I don't remember anything. <laughs> That's true. Just find another bearded guy to stand next to her and just be like, I was there. Yeah, you know, I was there. Todd, me. I think that that's a job that you could do. You could like get a classified to be like looking for like someone to stand in while you're white. Like, don't do well with pain and blood and like bur- and bodily functions. Like, I'll be there. I'll step in as if if your wife is on enough drugs, I can be you. <laughs> Contact Todd. <laughs> I could see you doing that job. Wife high question yeah. mark. Let me be. Yeah. Um. Accepted <laughs> payment in beer. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you must go mule for me while I'm there. Uh, yeah, so I think those two barrel-aid version, though, of this beer would send it over the edge. Um, especially that, that Tennessee whiskey one you were talking about. That sounds really good. It does. Really that good. sounded like... I'm not a big rye fan, but that sounded really good. The Tennessee whiskey yeah, one. Yeah, I, I mean, I would I would mess around with the, with the rye version, but I think the Tennessee whiskey one would be the one that, that puts it over for me. Still, that being said, this beer works so well together 
like all the flavors, everything. It's just so smooth. Um, I'm going to give it a four, four, seven, five. I'm going to give it an Obert rating tonight. Nice. Uh, it's really, really, really good. Um, if you are, don't be, if you see this on the shelf, don't be afraid because it's not, you see habanero peppers. It's not too hot. You see vanilla and cocoa. It's not too sweet. It's like the perfect mix. Like everything works so well together. Um, if it were bourbon barrel aged, it may be a five. Wow. Oh my God. They do a maple bourbon barrel aged one. Well, that would be a five. I can almost guarantee you that that's a five maple bourbon barrel aged. Yeah, that would, yeah, that would be it for me. They also did a cognac one at one point. Wow. Um, I'm going to say, like, I know this is going to be insanely high. Um, maybe one of the highest ratings we've seen on the pod from Star Wars Day. Um, I'm going to say it's a 4.62. So you're 0.3 off out of 972 check-ins. It's 4.32. Uh, okay, four point three two. Yeah, I th- Jenna has checked in just the regular Mexican cake. Who should have been here? She unfortunately couldn't make it. She only rated a three and a half. Which yeah, the, the same one. The Mexican cake. There's, I mean, I mean, maybe Jenna's got Jenna has a very different taste for beer than us. But like, I thought it was like IPAs only. But I mean, maybe she doesn't like good beer. Maybe she doesn't like beer. Have we thought about this before? <laughs> maybe she just doesn't like beer. <laughs> She's like, oh, this is kind of gross, but it's like one of the best beers. It, it's it's a it's a very 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 good beer. Like if that maple one that you were talking about, that would be a five. I can I don't even have to taste it. I'm just gonna log it as a log it as a five because I know that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very very good. Yeah. So with if you don't mm-hmm. put a year in, it's uh four point two nine, which is pretty similar to what. The 2020 ver- yeah. variety is. That's pretty, that's pretty close. With, uh, yeah. 50,000 50, check-ins, tra- which was... is a lot for a beer to be rated a 4.29. Wow. Yeah, I think I was just being a little overzealous. Play hard to get females get jealous. Um, <laughs> but it's it's a very, very very good beer. So there you go. Perfect. Yeah. So, Tud, I know we've had more than just like five episodes in the first hundred episodes. We did. It was like, I remember 94, 93, something like that, more episodes other than those five. Yes. <laughs> so, what do we got? What do we got next? We got more clips, right? We got clips. We do have more clips. clips so, let's. Four days. As I pour my next beer and get ready for my this is review. Our, our final beer of the episode. I'm going to. The final beer of the episode. Or is it? Oh. Hopefully it's good. It gets me every time. It's pretty good. Let's jump into uh, one of our more famous bits, but surprisingly from a very early episode. Here comes the episode where we talk about our beards. Hello, and welcome to Bearding Alone with Beards and Bearded Men, a beer podcast. My name's Obert. <laughs> My name's Chris. What up? It's Tud. And uh, for those of you who are listening to our podcast back to back to back and trying to catch up, I'm just going to go right in to where we left off last week and say, Chris, I bought your handle. I got the shampoo. I got the conditioner nice. for my okay. beard. I also, they, they had a discount where I could also get a comb and a brush. So I got all the things and the oil and the balm. I have all the beard things, <laughs> but I don't know how to use them. I don't know the order. What do you do? You do brush, then oil, then balm, then comb. Do you do comb? You, you oil? do comb. You do comb, then oil, then brush, 
then balm, then wash, then brush, then comb, then oil. Hang on, wait, I'm taking taking the notes down. <laughs> okay. It's and basically then the like roller coaster at the end. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roller coaster. Like you have to like go from like the worst to first, then from first to worst, and then back to worst to first. And then you leave the conditioner in all day. Right, right. correct. <laughs> yeah. You just want to make sure it's it's really as itchy as humanly possible. <laughs> That was from episode fifty-eight, um, which was okay. The 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 follow-up from fifty-seven, our Oktoberfest Palooza, where Chris's handle was was beer products. And uh, spoiler spoiler alert! Uh, almost a year later, I still don't know how to. I still don't know the whole beard routine. I, I thought there was like a, <laughs> like, like a a secret manual somewhere, and now I'm just like it's it's fine. It's fine. It's well, whatever. I mean, Working from home, I'm just like it's fine. Well, I was going to say, now that we live in Beard USA, uh, a face mask USA, beard care, who even cares? Exactly. It's beard. It's More like beard time, don't you know? care. Well, I mean, Ooh. I don't know. I just, I feel like, I don't know. I I trimmed it down, you know? I made it look nice, and like now it's growing out again, and I'm just like, uh, what's the point? What's the point of trimming it down again? Uh, I don't well, know. I mean, like your beard uh, from earlier in the episode, it's like, why would you mow your lawn? Well, you got to make it look good true. to impress true. Impress the neighbors. I mean, I have gotten many more comments about how beautiful my beard is, but... We're, we're getting to the point now, boys, where, where my beard's getting long. We're at six months now of no chopping. Not one single chop. And it's like... You, yeah, I can tell you've cleaned up the mustache, though. Yeah. I clean up the mustache only because it grows yeah, into your mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's yeah, terrible. When you start, like, it's biting terrible. the mustache hairs... Oh, I hate it. And I've learned that my mustache doesn't grow out. People with long mustaches, you know, I I think about my dad, okay? My dad's got a pretty, he's got a prominent mustache. He always has. And like Dana's dad also, prominent mustache. And like I grow My dad as well. I don't know. I don't understand. I, I, it's, it's a different, it's a different species of mustache, you know? Well, it's yep. Pl- you know what I like to imagine? I like to imagine that there's an alternate universe out there where we have a podcast where it's like mustache like wine mustaches like three <laughs> mustachioed men drink wine and smoke cigars and review the wine and the cigars and we have these big these big long mustaches that we can twirl out at the ends and they don't get in your mouth at all yeah exactly it's oh, a dream yeah a mustache like that's a dream and in this universe oh, hitler had a beard <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Hitler had a beard, so every time you have a beard, everybody's like, "Oh, you got a beard." Yeah, yeah. This is the episode where Hitler, had, <laughs> the, 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 the universe where Hitler had a beard, and everyone now has mustaches in the late 2010s, early 2020s. But like, I don't understand because, like, I'm at the point now where I'm 30 some odd. What? How old am I? 32 right now? I don't know. Like, my dad, my dad was my age when i was born like i mean maybe a little bit younger like he basically him and my mom basically had me when we had cj and like i don't know i just i can't envision him without his mustache i don't think he's ever not had a mustache i think he was born with one i don't know it's weird mustachioed wine drinkers mustaching alone with friends it's, it's a big mustache though i feel like my mustache is it's not holding up i feel the same way my dad's mustache grows out my mustache does not grow out. It goes, it grows, it down. grows down. Yeah, it's it's like yeah. it wants to be part of the beard. It like wants to join yeah. in with its friends. <laughs> it gets jealous. <laughs> now maybe we should. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe we should have just kept on letting him grow. So it would have like right now we'd be like you know have hair <laughs> over our mouth like this. 
uh, yeah, may, I mean, may, maybe that's the key. I don't know. Maybe you just have to deal with it enough until it happens, you know? I think that's it. I think I you got to play with it a lot. Yeah. You just got to be, just got to try it. and deceive people. Yeah. Hmm. You got to snidely whiplash hmm. it. Right. All right. So what do you got for the final final beer here? Yeah. So, so yeah, we're doing that still, huh? So I brought a beer called Bretter Together. A Bretter Together. I figured it together. was a, it was a fitting name for our uh, a ba, fitting name of beer for our ba, podcast because obviously we are better together, and this is Bretter Together. Are we? Um, okay. this is a collaboration between a uh, night shift brewing company and Monday Night Brewing Company. It's an IPA Monday with Brennanomyces, uh, Brennanomyces, Brennanomyces, over... Yeah, I, know, I don't know. Over, pronounce the word I, for me. I tried to pronounce it on the podcast, and it was also a, a crash and burn, so who knows? So, um, yeah, let's check it out. This is a, uh, it's a bomber. Um, just trying to, I, for whatever reason, my beers tonight want to be crisp pours. But as you can see, it is a golden straw color, a li- maybe a little bit darker than golden straw. It's got a massive... Uh, head on it which has taken a long time to dissipate on the nose it smells a lot of the the brett style of yeast um pretty much all it smells like it smells maybe a little bit of a farmhouse mixed in so i'm kind of curious to know how this is going to be as an ipa considering that it smells very saison very farmhousey ale instead of ipa um for anybody who's ever been a night shift they don't do a lot of farmhouse ales so this is this was pretty unique, and I thought it would be cool to bring to the pod for episode 100. No, it sounds very unique. I'm I'm excited to hear about it. So mm. let's dig in. He likes it. He likes it. Hmm. It's very unique because it's not IPA. It's not an IPA flavored IPA. If that makes sense, it's it's kind of skunky, uh, which comes from the Brett, but it's very crisp and clear or crisp and clean too. Um, it kind of tastes. A little funky, a little saison but not nothing, nothing where I would say, yeah, this is a farmhouse ale. I would say that this kind of tastes, kind of tastes a little like potpourri, like, you know, like when you walk into like a bathroom and there's tons of potpourri that smell. It's kind of like what that taste is. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, that does not sound like a rave review. <laughs> it's, I'm going to say it's not a rave review. Oh. Um, you know, unfortunately, I was really looking forward to this. I thought this was going to be something cool to bring to the podcast. Um, you know, we don't do a lot of night shift uh, I could have obviously chose a Trillium beer and brought that, but you know that would have been in true Tud fashion, and people would have expected it. So right. decided not to expect it instead. Uh you got to go for the hard, hard left turn. Right, and like it's not like Night Shift's a bad brewery. Like I've been there no a Night Shift's an times. excellent brewery. I think maybe we have to put the blame. I think we on... went together, Chris. Did we? Oh, Rush. Yeah, that's yep. what I'm thinking. Yep, I think you're right. Or or when you went and saw my brother, my brother and me. Could have been that, actually. Also could have been that, yeah. Yeah, that sounds more familiar. Um, Maybe it's the Monday Night Brewing co- uh, Company that's not as good. I mean, Night Shift is Night Shift's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, Man, I was pretty disappointed in this beer. Um, Let's try it out of the bottle. Yeah, you never know. It doesn't seem like a bottle meant to be drank out of. Not at all. It seems oh, like a bottle of... meant to be poured. Yeah, I, I will say that. Out of the bottle, it tastes a, it tastes you know very similar, but maybe a little bit different. It's not as potpourri. Uh, maybe it's perhaps that it's you know it's foaming and it kind of tastes potpourri because it's been exposed to oxygen. Um, no, it's 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 extremely floral. Uh, not a lot of not a lot of citrus. Eh, I'll give it a three seven five. Nah, a three and a half. 
Yeah, I could tell. Three, your 375 was ambitious. Right, right, right. I'll give it a three and a half. Bread it together. Unfortunately, you know, not all beers that you want to bring to a episode 100 of a podcast can be winners, apparently. I could, you know, but that's that's this review. That's three and a half. Uh, untapped, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm going to imagine that there's not many check-ins. I'm going to say under 500. Three, three, six, seven. Not too far off. Um, I think you retain your man of the man of the people from earlier, but this is a three point five nine. Okay. With four hundred and thirty four check ins. Okay. Yeah. Disappointing. Yeah, I don't quite know if this is, it doesn't sound like a New England IPA, but that's what it's categorized on here. Yeah, it is not. It's I mean it it is you know it's an IPA with bread and nemesis. I wouldn't call it a New England style IPA. Sure. Mm. No, it's definitely not a New England IPA. It sounds like a Brett IPA. Which is completely right. different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, well. Oh, well. What are you going to do? You guys ready for some more clips? But, hey, you know what? We've had two, three, four, seven, fives tonight. Right. Right? This sure is so good. Yeah. None of them. I'm oh. savoring the last of my rusty nail, just like Ted is savoring the last of his Schafferhofer grapefruit over there. No, that's gone. He's savoring it. He savored it to the last drop as he right. chugged it as quickly as he could. He loved What's it. really funny is that uh, Caitlin looked at the, the bottles because Brad obviously bought me a six-pack. Right. Couldn't just bring me one beer. Had to bring me a well, whole six-pack. Good. Well, now uh, we know what we're drinking between 101 and 105. So, so uh, Caitlin looked at it and said, oh, I may like this beer. So I was like, perfect. You can have it. There we go. So to, to go on to our next clip. This is when we discovered that uh, there's a chance that there could be a website named after me. <laughs> if you go to tud.org, you can see all of these new altered headlines as real headlines, real fake headlines. So that's how we made our contest legitimate. You know, that's a tud.org should be the place for this. But if, what do you, you think tud.org is a real website and you think it's an acronym for something? Oh, it's probably some porn website. I mean, rules of the Internet say that it's a porn website. Well, let's find I'm, out. I don't think there's a lot of .org porn websites, but I don't know. Wait, you don't go to Pornhub.org? Name.com, <laughs> <laughs> Tud.org. Price is only ten thousand nine hundred twenty-five U.S. dollars. Easy. I mean, for under Tud. eleven thousand, it could be yours. <laughs> yeah. You just have could... to form an organization of all the Tuds. Well, I just want to be like the Human Fund. Yeah. You pay you can, PayPal or a credit card, it bumps it up to eleven thousand two hundred fifty-two dollars. So. Oh, so I can charge a credit card fee? That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of Bitcoin, I guess. I'm going to add it to the watch list. And then we'll just maybe see. it'll go down. Maybe, maybe, maybe it'll, it'll drop. <laughs> Listen, they know that they're on, they, you know that they own the website to Tud. And that is just, that's probably just, they know, they, they've monitored my entire life. And so they know mm. that I'm just like printing money. They know it's going to pay off eventually. I think Tud would be a great URL, like, ending thing like the next.com <laughs> like we got the dot com we got the dot org we got the dot biz pornhub.tud oh, dot, <laughs> i want to go to google.tud and do all my searching there <laughs> this is, i my email address oh it's obert at mail.tud that's awesome yes we should get that out <laughs> tud Go there. <laughs> that would be great. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> so are you on your how how's your journey to become a domain ender going? I've been been looking into it. Uh it's coming. It's we're we're working on it. Okay. You know, I'm trying that, to do that it. clip was was from episode number eighty five, Ted.org. Correct. Yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah, we've had a lot of fun these last 100 episodes. I mean, we have. really, really, we have. It's been, I don't know. I never, like, I never imagined, like, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, start a podcast. And, like, we learned, like, how do you even make a podcast? Like, how do you do a podcast? How make podcasts? Like, type into Google. And how podcasts work. How podcasts work. Dot, dot. And then, like, I don't know, 100 episodes later, we're just like, damn, we made 100 episodes of this podcast. It's unreal. It's crazy. With some good stuff. It, with some good stuff. With some I'm good stuff. I'm pretty proud I mean, of this ep- these episodes. Yeah. It's it, it's been a ton of fun. It really has. And like reliving these clips. And uh, But like, okay, so if it's okay, because since this, this episode is going long anyway, <laughs> I want to share something with the listeners for our, our 100th episode, if that's okay with you guys. Um if it's not, speak now because I'm gonna open a beer. No, I'm I'm All excited. Right, cool. I'm I don't know what we're about to encounter here, but I'm I can't wait. Yeah, what path are we going down here? This is something to celebrate the birth of my second son, which hopefully by this time has happened, and also everything else. Um, this is something that I get because my brother is pretty awesome. <laughs> Every two years, um, he seems to get me a. A, pour, a bottle of this, even though it is extremely fucking expensive. Um, and I'm going to have a little bit on the pod. Uh, I think I have an idea of where we're going now. You think you know where we're going now? Okay, good. I think so. I have no clue. Um, so my older brother, for Christmas every other year, because they release it every other year, they don't release it every year, uh, gets me a brand new bottle of Sam Adams Utopias. Oh, no way. <laughs> So this is, I just opened this right now. Just popped the cap on it. What? Yeah. I had an idea. Man, I had a feeling. I had, I had no expectations. <laughs> you know, episode 100, I, like I said, I brought my nine-year-old beer. I brought this perfect 100. Little did I know I was going to be treated to the rare, rare treat of a Sam Adams YouTube. Yeah. So um, we've all had the, the one that I had before this, the 2017. Um, this is the first time I'm opening this one. He bought he bought it for me last Christmas. For some reason, he's got this hookup, and I'm just like, every two years, I'm just like, I open up my Christmas presents, and I'm like, oh my god, what do you, why, why do you? It's like an N64 all yeah. over again. Um, and I don't drink it very often. I mean, it's it's a, one of them special occasion beers that you can let it sit on the shelf for a long period of time. Um, but I think it's one of those times where. Um, to celebrate episode 100, to celebrate the birth of my second son, to celebrate how awesome this podcast is, I think it's just a, a good time to have a little bit some. So here it is. It's a dark, dark beer, um, as we all expect. I mean, if you've never had one of these beers, it's more of a more of like a port than anything else. I mean, it's not like not so much or like, yeah, like a sherry. Yeah, or a sherry. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's very good. I've had this in my Hops and Harmony Craft Brewfest, which is from Statesville, the one that me and Tud went to last year <laughs> before the world got closed. So uh, let's see what the 2019 variant is like versus the 2017, which we've all had. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to share some of this bottle with the rest of you, but ah, who knows? <laughs> 28% alcohol by volume. So. Wow. It's a strong, it's a strong in you guys. So I'm, that's why I'm doing a little, little half taster. So I'm excited. I'm excited to try it. So let's, uh, let's, let's make the the listeners and my taste buds happy. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to 
All of life's problems. So this beer is good. It's very good. I mean, it's it's strong, obviously. That goes without saying. I feel like it's sweeter than the last variant. Um, now I don't remember what the 2017 was. I think it was 20. It might have been 26, 23. You think? I think it was 23 and a half. It might. It might very well might have been. But this one's a little bit sweeter. It's got a little bit more of that that flavor on the end. Um, Did we finish that at my house two days before my wedding? I don't know. No, no. We finished it on your bachelor party at my house. Okay. Yep. That's what it was. It it tastes a lot like the last one. Um, I there's some there's some flavors in it. I just can't pull out right now. Uh, I mean, twenty eight percent alcohol. It, it definitely has a little bit of the alcohol burn to it at that point. Channel your Rick. But like, I get a little bit of like a cherry, like a little bit of a cherry. It, as, I mean, as is all utopias. It's not really a beer. It's like it's more of a port. It's more of a. One of those higher alcohol things. It's a sipper, for sure. It's definitely a sipper. You're not supposed to chug it. Um, my body gets all nice and warm when I chug when I when I have sips. Um, but it's how how would you feel of if if the description of a um, cognac and Madeira finishing barrels, enhancing the distinct vanilla notes and subtle nutty and elegant dark fruit aromas. Yep, that sounds about right. That's kind of what you were trying to That's get exactly at. That's exactly what that I was Rick? saying, but like not in those words, you know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that had to have been Rick. Yeah, that was Rick. Yeah, it was definitely Rick. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a very good sipping beer. I mean, I I wish uh, there was a day where I could share the rest some some or the rest of this with you guys, but who knows if that's going to happen? Maybe separately. Maybe separately we'll be able to do it, uh, or maybe all together. Who knows if the podcast takes off and we just tour the country but um the the beer is very good i'm gonna give it a four and a half um it's very good it's strong it's definitely like more of a sipping beer it's uh i mean there's a number of things like i'd prefer i prefer the mexican cake over it uh but it's a very it's still a very good beer i'm gonna give it a four and a half sam adams utopias especially the 2019 uh so out of 3017 chickens oh geez I'm going to say it's a 4.16. It is actually going to go down as the highest beer that we've had on the podcast today. Wow. 4.58. Wow. Okay. Holy shit. Holy moly. Wow. Apparently, uh, well, I mean, I said a 4.5, so it's not like I was like outside the ballpark. No. No. And again, it's like you kind of write the utopias with an asterisk because they are not like a beer. Yeah, there's nothing you can compare them to. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. it's basically that. Like Sam Adams decided they wanted to brew a liquor and said, I mean, let's it's, make it's, it a beer. It's very good. It's not It's not bad at all. It's just, it's a little bit different. But Tud, hit us with, some, hit, hit us with another clip. So this is the final clip before, our next clip will be, you'll see. Uh, the this, final clip before the final clip. This is this, this is clip f- is from this episode. <laughs> it's from earlier tonight. So this this is the episode where we find out what Southern girls like. <laughs> nice. You would drink if you were really big into Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> it's or, Kelly or, Clarkson like or Kesha. Yeah, I was thinking what what's like what's like a country girl stereotype? Oh, like, Carrie Underwood. No, no, oh, no like what are things that country girls are into? Oh, corn. Yeah, this would be a beer you would like if you you like <laughs> corn. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, it is a perfect corn beer. Chris, right here, so. I don't know if you like <laughs> flat, <laughs> but if you like flat, you might like this drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I guess we'll get. God. Tell you what, I think that sums up our podcast better than any description ever oh could. Oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> that was a great clip. I'm glad that that was the the second to last clip that we have. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Um, well, I think it's time. Is it? Is it really? So a frosty mug. So if that is if that is the case, Obert, please, no need. By the way, I did want to point out something here. Did you notice on uh, the bearding alone with bearded men a bearding podcast that Obert? was the one who said, welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, or did the intro. He did. He did. Now, I will say, this is how much we, this is how far we've come, ladies and gentlemen, that this clip I'm about to play, it is not Obert who is leading us into the Frosty Mug of Wisdom, but it is Chris. But it's about that time, I think, uh, to bestow upon our listeners our three handles of wisdom on our Frosty Mug of Wisdom. Whoops. Made that bad. It's our wisdom wisdom. wisdom <laughs> our wisdom wisdom. All the Chris's wisdom, Todd's wisdom, Obert's wisdom, and our wisdom wisdom wisdom, handles of wisdom, wisdom mug of wisdom. <laughs> filled filled with wisdom. <laughs> well, you know, it's you know, you get the gist. You get the gist. The gist is wisdom. T L T L D R Wisdom. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man, I forgot that clip was that good. <laughs> oh, that is really good. Throughout the podcast, we have learned that each of us have our role in the podcast. Chris introduces the podcast. Obert introduces the handles, and I do the outro. Yep. I did not pull the outro inf- information because I'm not familiar as much of those episodes because I was off on my honeymoon. But we all remember when Obert tried to do the outro. That was bad. <laughs> right. There's a reason that we all do our roles. We all and- have our ni- niche. At the same time, yeah. if we ever need animal sounds, we know who to go to as well. Honk, 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 I'm available for contracts. But, you know, I do feel like I'm being quickly replaced by Jordan. That's true. As, That's true. The, as the lead into the handles. So um, with that, I think, why don't Jordan, let's let him take it away into our three-handled frosty mug of wisdom. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom! Drink. Mug of wisdom!
That's so good. As always, yes, do uh, the show. And, Jordan. And like we've gotten some good good feedback on the Mug of Wisdom song. So thank you, Jordan. Thank you yes, for, for lighting sure. up our lives. <laughs> Puts a smile on my face every it, time. It's really it's so That's it's right. so good. It's, well, you know, in our our seven, eight beer reviews we've done tonight. This is quite a long one. I'm probably going to split this episode of this too, but if not, whatever. Whatever. Um, whatever. Todd is man of the people. So. Todd is man of the people. And as we've established on season three, episode nine, <laughs> why didn't you call me? Man of the people picks who goes first to the handle. That's true. So from, from now on, I'm going to designate this sound. I, I, I have a choice. Is it this sound that designates man of the people? Geese for real are like assholes. Nope. So. Not geese for real are like assholes. <laughs> well, but they are. Honk, 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 Or. That's a geese calling a human an asshole. Or is it the fact that, that I've just been so good. You're the best Bud Light drinker I know. One of the two has to be designated as the new soundtrack of You Are the Man of the People. I think when you win, you get the best Bud Light drinker you know. When I win, I get the geese honking. Uh, and when Chris wins, we have to figure out that clip <laughs> so since this is the this is the the winner now you're the best bud light drinker i know so i get to go last chris well, no you get to choose who goes first i'm i'm going right. to choose you this week chris why would you do that that's never a good idea and we've wasted all your good handles from last week i know right? Obert, do we have a result from the from the poll right on discord yeah, I know. That's right. We mentioned last last week we were going to have a poll on the Discord. I think it came it was, back to tie. To be honest, it came down to the wire. It came down to the wire. It was really close. I think it was a tie. We only had four more votes against Chris than we had for Chris. Right, so but it was, it was pretty everybody close. in the nation, so it wasn't like... It was yeah, pretty close. I mean, that, at the end, it was yeah very narrow. <laughs> narrow results said... Um, you, it's a bad, it, it's a bad handle. You should feel bad for doing it. No, 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 no. I don't feel to. bad. It was. I like that result. Out of out of the three hundred million people in the United States, it was. I only lost by four, so it wasn't that bad. Um, but you still lost. It, it was. I still lost. That's true. But that's because my own wife betrayed me, which doesn't make sense because she's two people right now, so it doesn't make. It, it's just not fair. And, oh, but again, so you lost you by lose five. You, you did lose, yeah, by the four votes. So you, or your your wife plus your unborn child, right, turns the tide a little bit, but not quite. But getting I think you there. she also voted for CJ, which is you know falsifying information. I I think I need a recount, but <laughs> let's check out those hanging chats. Yeah, I think I think you I think people voted for me, and then it got stuck or whatever or however hanging chats worked, and then it didn't count. So. Um, but let's ask Chad. Let's ask a friend of the show, Chad. Yeah. Did you find your slutty pumpkin? Um, anywho, <laughs> uh, my so I as as people may or may not know, I am a streamer for Twitch. My handle is Beardad Gamer, and a good game to play for uh, community day, or just if you want to if you want to be a lazy <laughs> a lazy streamer like me. Um, there's a game called Marbles on Stream, which I think we've all partaken in before, but it's a ton of fun. It's a game where your 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 list your your listeners your viewers can get involved. Uh, it's a maze, a labyrinth of sorts for marbles, uh, and all it is is your it's it's basically a race. 
and the 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 marble that gets to the end of the track wins. And all your viewers have to do is type exclamation point play into the chat, and from there on out, they are entered into this race. It's com- it, I mean it. Truthfully, it's completely randomized. It's there's nothing super special about it, but for some reason. People get so invested in it and they want to win these races so bad that they just start going nuts. <laughs> and they- so if I if I may, yeah, it's absolutely. like the 21st century equivalent of like betting on the ponies when you don't know any of the horses or the odds. Well, ah, 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 time out. Yes, it's exactly as right. A, and we're gonna as a guy who does bet on horses... There's a skill to betting on horses. Whatever, it whatever is the, horse shits first before the race is well, the one you bet on. It is the equivalent to betting on dogs at a dog track where you have no idea who's going to win. But horses, there actually is a science and a way to bet on horses. No, no, no. What I was trying to say is like if you had no, if you don't know, if you just like walked in. If you to walked the race into book. a race book and you were like. And you had yep. no idea what the horses were. Right, but you're betting you had against. no idea. But in a in a, whor- in a if you walk into a race book, you're you're betting against people in the world who know what they're doing. Dogs, okay. on the other hand, you can't. There's no way to know how a greyhound's gonna run. It's a dog. So there's not a there's Chris, not a jockey. There's nobody controlling it. It's like going to Six Flags and betting on the people with the water guns shooting at the virtue. <laughs> the there you the go. Horses there you go. There sure with the water not? guns. Because apparently we struck a nerve with the gambling audience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you could have said greyhounds. I would have been fine. Horses, there's a skill. Okay, there's a skill. That's why Tud's a millionaire. Anyways. Um, <laughs> anywho. So, whatever I didn't say it was you, a precise skill. I, I'll tell you that it's a ton of fun regardless of if you win or lose. You, it's like People love it. It's a very simple game. You don't have, there's not a lot of involvement in like, you know, people get involved, but realistically, all you have to do is type like six letters every time, five letters, every time that someone, every time that a race starts. Super fun. Get to do your best, your best announcer voice where you lift up the mic real close and go, and ladies and gentlemen, they're off. And I'm the lead. We have Beard Eyed Gamer, followed by the Beer Stud, followed by Over 26, followed by Jen. If you're ever if you're ever unsure or if you're if you're like what is Twitch, go to twitch.tv slash beard gamer and if he's playing marbles, just 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 hang out. Just hang out for a bit. You'll get it, you know? And uh so I like I like how your your, your advice isn't to go to Twitch and search for marbles. Nope. Nope. nope it's nope. to go to your page and <laughs> hope you're playing marbles. All right, Todd's gonna go next then. Oh, okay. That's easy. <laughs> you forget that I have a I have a document full of handles. All right. So this week we're going to go with a sous vide machine. Do you guys know what this is? I don't know. How do you spell that? S-O-U-S space V-I-D-E. Oh. What is a sous vide machine, Ted? So this is a machine that you stick into a pot with some water. And it heats the water to a desired temperature. So let's say 140 degrees. And you take meat that's been put in, that's either vacuum sealed or put in a freezer bag with all the air let out, and you stick it in there for an indeterminate amount of time. 
an hour, two hours, three hours. Seven hours. How, how, however long you want. 13 hours. Because the water, the, the sous vide machine heats up the water in the pot to a certain temperature, the meat that you put in there never rises above the temperature. So if, for example, a medium rare steak is 140 degrees. If you would like a perfectly cooked medium rare steak through and through, you'd set the sous vide machine to be 140 degrees and just put the steak in and leave it alone. Chris, for you, who likes your steak to be medium well, you're going to want about 165 degrees. So you're going to want to set the sous vide machine to 165 degrees and leave it in there. You know, hour, two hours, seven hours, ten hours, doesn't matter. The meat will never overcook because the water never rises or drops below the temperature that you set the machine at. From there, you take the steak or the chicken or the pork or whatever you're trying to cook and you uh, go toss it on the grill for, you know, Two you know, minute, two minutes each side, just to give it a little bit of char, and you have the world's most perfectly cooked steak. Yeah. So it it is a it's a way to make steak taste good every or chicken or whatever every single time. What you do too, you can throw some seasoning in the bag, and the seasoning because it just sits there, it makes your it makes your meat taste wonderful. Interesting. Now, can you use this machine for more than to just make meat? bacon? Like, if I want to do meat and potatoes, can I do like meat and potatoes? I believe so. You'd have to, I mean, if I I don't know if the potatoes cook at 140 degrees. I bet you they do. You can easily sous vide potatoes. Sous vide butter poached potatoes. You can also cook eggs with it. So, you guys were part of Boy Scouts. Remember the, uh, remember when you take eggs in a bag and throw them in a boiling pot of water to make, like, eggs in the morning? Like, or take egg, yeah, take eggs in a bag to, like, make, like, scrambled eggs. We we did, we did, um, I once made a hard-boiled egg in a Dixie cup. On an open fire. Okay. Same idea. Where it's like the water doesn't get hotter than the temperature it requires to burn the Dixie cup. Right. So it's it's just it's it's all about temperature control, and that's the name of the game with sous vide. And you never overcook. So mm. you know if you if you're a really bad steak maker, this will help you become the world's best steak maker. Well, I think we got to get the sous vide on the pod. I think she'd have a lot of good advice <laughs> on how to cook things. If Sue, if you're listening, right Sue V, you should get it, get in on this. Well, I want to hear how you cook all this stuff. So. We'll try to get Sue on the pod. Yeah, can, can yeah. we please, like, instead of listening to Todd, butcher her handle? Yeah. <laughs> no, so that's it. Um, they're, they they run the gamut of prices. Uh, there's a really good Inkbird one that I bought off of Amazon. Um, hundred bucks. It's got an app. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it. So go do that, and uh, with that, I'm going to hand the handle off the the mug of wisdom to Obert. Wisdom, 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 me, wisdom. Hey, what? That was a great clip. I forgot how good that clip was. Would you like to listen to it one more time? No, no. We we ran out of time here. We got to wrap this the sucker of a double up up. And um, my final ha- handle for this week. This is going to be a handle that I think everybody can do in some way, shape, or form. Um, my handle this week is to grow an herb garden mm. and, uh, you That's know, as someone who turn. enjoys as enjoys cocktails and like one of my favorite all time favorites is a mojito. Uh, there's few things that I think make a cocktail better than using your own homegrown ingredients. Uh, same if you grow your own basil and use it in like a Thai basil daiquiri or alternatively use it in your own homemade tomato sauce. I think just the fact that you picking it fresh from your windowsill, if you live in a small apartment or your backyard, if you uh, live in a place where you can do that. Um, 
I think that if, if you're not into gardening, just starting with an herb garden is a great way to go. I had a small herb garden in Connecticut, kind of had to give it up when I moved here. But recently I got back into growing some herbs. You know, um, if you're someone who can, who has the ability to grow more substantial vegetables, like a, like a tomato plant or some zucchini, that's great. But for those of you who maybe are in living situations where you're not able to do that, uh, I think everyone can do an herb garden. And do you have any tips on how to keep the herb garden? Well, I mean, the windowsill herb garden is great because it's something that you can keep an eye on. You can water every day if you need to, but there's also the, the like miracle grow sells like a kit where it's like led hydroponic where you can just do it on your counter. Okay. And you can grow these herbs just on your countertop in your small apartment. Um, but it's honestly not that hard to grow herbs. They grow like weeds. If you're someone who's been intimidated by growing plants in the past, this is a great entryway to do it. Um, and I bring it up this time of year because this is when all the stuff kind of is coming to fruition. So maybe you missed the boat this year. Um, you know, now is the time you should be going and buying your local fresh grown herbs and, and uh, produce. But it's, it, I think it's personally never too late. Like I said, with the hydroponic stuff you can do in your apartment. 365 days a year um to for me making cocktails it, it brings it up to the next level when you can use your own homegrown ingredients um i really enjoy it and i don't know just this 100th episode i wanted to do something drinking related nice. and um something you can use as a little garnish for your cocktails why not right sure yeah all right so with that thank you all very much very 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 much for listening to our 100th episode of drinking alone with friends um i'm gonna thank the breweries that i drink today uh the guys will then thank theirs i'm gonna go first with thanking une na brewery llc from niles illinois for their Le soul 16 american wild ale i'm also gonna thank night shift and monday night brewing for their Bretter Together IPA, and uh, I will thank Brad for bringing me the the Schaufelhofer, but I'm not gonna thank Schaufelhofer. They suck. Uh, <laughs> go pound sand. Tell us why you're cranky, Todd. That's that. Listen, we we can't get through our hundredth episode without me telling why I'm cranky. This beer was terrible. Don't ever buy it. It's disgusting. I'm glad that we're done with the hundred episodes. I don't ever have to drink it again. Fuck you, Schaufelhofer grapefruit. Uh, well, with that. I'm going to thank Kabaras for their hashtag dad game strong, which is a premium lager. I'm going to thank Westbrook Brewing Company for their Mexican cake Imperial Stout, which is absolutely spectacular. And of course, I'm going to thank Sam Adams for their 2019 Utopias, which is also spectacular. So better than Tud's beers. <laughs> Correct. All of them, except for the sour. The sour was delicious. Better than any sour you'd never heard of. It's true. Uh, um, I want to thank Otter Creek Brewing for their 20th anniversary ale as we approach the 30th anniversary. And I also want to thank Fremont for their Rusty Nail. Um, that was also excellent beer. So thank you, Fremont. Obert, I just realized that you did not drink a third beer. I feel like you should go grab beer and review it real quick. 
in the well, middle of the outro. Game. I did. I did do the pre. That's true. So that's that's how. Yeah, I think we all kind of we all did our part to, this week. Uh, please make sure you head over to all social media and follow us at hashtag DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email DAWF Podcast at gmail.com. While we are off for the next month, please make sure you're sending your emails there. Um, send them all. Send everything. Anything you can think of. Sal, I want 10 emails from you within a month. Uh, Sal, don't listen. Don't listen. You don't have to listen to that. Blevin, Blevin, I want zero, but I know that you're at least going to send, like, three. Uh, Stephen King, go fuck yourself, but I know you're at least going to send one. Um, no, just, we want we want some emails, so send the love. I'm realizing uh, how many of our letter writers are just enemies of Ted. <laughs> I, last time Blevin emailed, we were friends, which is weird. Uh, so, screw Blevin, though, anyways. He said you had the best voice of the pod because you sounded like nails on the chalkboard. Uh, maybe there was a time before that. He said something that I agreed with, which was weird. Anyways, uh, also make sure you head over to Discord and uh, uh, come there. Uh, we'll be communicating with everybody there for the month. Also, make sure you head over to Patreon if you would like to hear some uh, additional episodes. Uh, we may be putting out some content during our hiatus over there as well. My name is Tud. My name's Chris, and I will miss you. And my name is Obert. And over here, drinking alone, do it with friends. Now, who are they going to drink with for the month while they drink alone? If there's no friends to drink with. My friend Johnny Walker, I drink alone. Yeah! Yeah! Nobody else! Okay. Yeah! And it's the only song I can do that voice with. But I'm really good at I'm really good at George Thorogood on Twitch things. <laughs>